and hello. Welcome to the second episode of the RMB podcast. Hi Patti. Hello Rashmi. Super related to bring out the second one. Yeah, me too. This time we are going to explore something about ourselves before we go on to our guests. Yes, that's my bibliophile co-host. Kitni books padhi ye hafte mein? Teen hi padha, teen hi. Only teen hi. Do you do you know teen hi? Okay, consequence. I tell I I really want to know about your books because I might pick up something someday. I don't think so. No. You have but, no books. Uh, no, it's not like that, but uh the books I'm reading right now, one is Robert Galbraith. His latest book, his rather hers, JK Rowling's uh, name ah. is Robert Galbraith for the adult series of crime fiction that she writes. Okay. The hero is Cormoran Strike. And the fifth book hmm. just came out, I think, two months ago. It's a series, one year. Ha, one year. Three um, seasons are out, okay. and it's brilliant. Yeah, very good. Yeah, there's some. So the hero is, I would say, rough looking. Okay. But attractively rough. Okay. The the female protagonist hmm. is very pretty. Okay. So loss in that sense, yeah. but very well written and very well acted. Yeah, what is what is the series called? Mm, I think it's called Strike. Okay, okay. On Cormoran Strike, okay. who is the protagonist in the book, the detective? Hmm. The second book I read is Rick Riordan's um, The End to the Trial of Apollo series is out. Okay, that it's sounds called, interesting. Yeah, The Towering Inferno. Hmm. So it's um, I don't know how many people who are going to listen to us actually read Rick Riordan, except there may be below like around 20 years of age. But I love him. Okay. I've read the entire Percy Jackson series from start <laughs> to finish. Okay, there's a Percy Jackson series on the um, one of these OTT platforms also now. Which there is a series. Yeah. I yeah. must go and look at it. Hmm. But the two movies that they made were disappointing. No, they chose the series. Good, nice. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Because they chose a good Percy Jackson, but unfortunately, the books are so fantastical that they are very difficult to stick to the story. <laughs> and uh, the third book I'm reading, or I've just started after finishing these two, is is by an author called Sharon Bolton. Okay. Who writes um, about a police detective based in London again, and um, very interesting. That sounds very moody and uh, slightly dark. So everything dark, moody. Crime. Nick Jordan is not dark. No, no, other spectrum of dark. <laughs> other <laughs> spectrum of dark. It's totally light. Okay, so I my co-host likes all crime fiction, dark, yeah, yeah. yeah romance, just... historical romance, historical romance. Okay. I like romance also. Okay. But I don't think anybody writes really nice romance. Okay, my friend, my best friend just gave me this book called Forty Rules of Love. That is not a romance book. <laughs> no. I have been through that. Uh, you have? Yeah, my uh, Ali owns that book, <laughs> and he owns everything else written by her. Oh yeah, she's supposed to be really. And he's listening to her TED talk and everything else that she's spoken. Okay, I think Ali needs to talk that to me. That is the same author. Forty Years of Love. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Ali Shafak. Ali Shafak. Yeah. So people have really recommended that. I mean, yeah, yeah. you like I, it? I I like it. Okay. What are you reading, Rashmi, right now? Okay, I. You know, I picked this book called. Guy, yes, yes. We own that book. Completely judge the book by its cover. No, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's apparently. gorgeous. It's yeah. it's, it's beautiful yeah. blue with cherry. But I decided I live that philosophy, so 
there are a lot of genres to photography as such there's food photography right photography there's night or astro photography there's hmm. landscapes there's portraits there is uh, so many aspects to it hmm and they both fed each other my love for landscapes love well for travel love for travel as well as uh, photography and bhakti yourself uh, who's usually my co traveler loves the entire setting so it's, it's yeah. just like then i realized that when we are going for these landscape photographies there are water bodies there are movements of the cloud in the sky uh, sometimes the sun is too bright so then i i read and learned how to master those elements that are there in nature so that the photograph looks uh, properly exposed along with composition so that my post processing work is the least so so bhakti what is it for you how how does it work for you because you do all the hard work of fixing everything for him is not hard work it's not hard work it's a real pleasure yeah but um yeah i think uh, for me there was a lot of reluctance in photography firstly you have to realize that when we started this whole acd journey um that camera and the equipment that goes with it was an expensive investment i was just going to ask that and, yes um, when you start with that much of a baggage in terms of equipment um you think no you know what i have to keep this really safe for uh when my work needs it hmm. okay but when you cross that one hurdle in your mind and when it's not when you when that part of your life is kind of behind you then the um then it's about you know feeding a certain need in you to go to a place that is so worthy of being captured that you wish to recall it again yes, and again yes, and again yes yes so it's it's lucky in a way to find but truly the world around us is so beautiful means I remember you talking about underwater photography yeah, now. Now that's a huge it's a big investment. investment again. So what has happened over the years is that when you start on these journeys of uh, cultivating a hobby, you realize that you get seduced by the products that are there out there. And when you are reading about big photographers, they are usually endorsing hmm. some or the other company. Yeah. And some or the other type of new lenses. and when you start reading between the lines and looking at the work you realize that you don't need all of it because you can't be doing all types of photography otherwise your bag will be so heavy that you won't be able to travel so as time goes by especially in the last 2 years i have now more refined in my uh, requirements from equipment so that i can concentrate on the genre which i like and that's landscape for which i mainly need a nice wide angle hmm. uh, lens which allows me to go uh, up to 14 to 20 mm yeah. focal length and then i need something to take the uh, composition a little more closer or tighter which gives me uh, a, a 24 to 120 mm yeah that lens. that's so perfect these two lenses are good enough for everything that i have to do on a trip along with one body So and it's not lens. and the portrait lens because yeah, his family also, also needs to be captured. <laughs> the portrait can be done well with twenty four by one twenty, so I don't carry the portrait also, although it's very light. Sometimes, if I'm going on a landscape trip which involves wildlife, then I have to carry a telly... one hundred to four hundred mm uh, lens. In that case, then that's a different type of trip. Yeah, I mean, on those trips, then I'm not uh, doing classic landscape photography for slowing the shutter for the water and hmm. shooting the Milky Way. on those trips i don't end up doing that generally because it's just too much to carry so yeah. uh, now when i travel i decide 
I look into that place. Bhakti looks into the travel aspect of it, but I look into what photographers have usually captured in that area, and then I see what I would like to do, and then based on that, I take only one or two. So uh, Ali, I've been trying to do some photography for some years, but one thing I just cannot uh, crack is the night photography, and your Leila dark shots. have been so stunning so something on that how do we get started if someone like me an amateur and used to get started with night photography yeah so uh, night photography is a very fascinating genre of uh, capturing the night sky in, in its all its glory uh, you need to set your uh, timing right for example you can't go on a full moon night to capture the stars then you will capture the moon mm so you have to see that you are uh, somewhere close to the uh, waning moon so that the when we went to hanle um we made sure that we were going to stay in hanle on the two or three nights that it was uh, the waning okay. moon or no moon okay. there is oh. an app called photographers ephemerises the app allows you to uh, look at your moon rising time setting time oh lovely uh, and at what time will the milky way rise and set the milky way also rises hmm. and sets every night from one part of the sky to the other so uh, it allows you to record so if there is a particular foreground like there's a uh, dark bungalow which i want to be lit up slightly and i hmm. want that in the foreground and i want the milky way just above it then i'll have to see at what time at the night the milky way will come above that bungalow whether it be 2 am 3 am whatever it is and i have to be there at that time to shoot it if you want that If okay. I want that picture outside. So of what course, are you doing then? <laughs> Sleeping open. <laughs> so I, most of the time, what I do is I I see where around ten o'clock or eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock the mm. Milky Way is going to be, and I scout for a good foreground in front of it. So then sometimes it's a cabbage field. Sometimes yeah. uh, that uh, that that picture. I was awake for that one. Yeah, you were. Because <laughs> it was nine o'clock. <laughs> sometimes it's a stupa. Which you have yeah, lots in in Ladakh, so they create really good. For that, five people were awake. <laughs> so for that stupa, there was no light on the stupa. There was light on the sky, but the stupa was very dark. Hmm. So what we did is we all lit our mobile torches and put that light on the stupa. Okay. So that the stupa was well lit and the night sky was milky. So five people is the four of us and the driver of the car. Yeah. Oh my God, Sissy, he needs a lot of people around him to get that one shot. Sometimes, but yeah. he has captured the uh, northern lights. Uh, he's captured the northern lights in Jasper National Park about two years back. Is yeah. was two it? Years yeah. Back. So at that time I was sleeping, hmm. and I remember that he tried to wake me up. He's like, "No, the sky is totally lit." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay." <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, she does all the, the setting for you, anyways. At <laughs> night, like let her sleep. <laughs> Most of the great pictures come early morning, yeah, or late night if you want to shoot in that genre. So then you have to either sleep late or get up early. That's that's a part of it. Um, would it sound very amateurish if I ask you what settings would you need to? Yeah, so uh, it wouldn't sound amateurish. It's a question which I also had, so I asked my friends. i read about it generally if you if you take a very long exposure of the night sky if the exposure crosses 25 to 30 seconds the stars will move from their position okay okay because of the rotation of the earth the relative position of the star changes so then you get a star trail hmm. which will look as a blurred picture 
unless it's your goal to take a star trail right you want to show those, those circles yeah. so those are also beautiful but then that's a different setting that's a long 100 shots taken for 30 30 seconds and then and you then stitch those up, up. yeah up. but most of the milky way shots are just one shot around 30 seconds max the iso is uh, bumped up to around 1800 to 2000 depending on your camera body okay and you use the widest angle lens that you have in your kit and use the widest open aperture right and the white balance is set to uh, a neutral night sky setting okay somewhere around uh, 3000 to 4000 kelvin is enough for the my white balance and you always shoot in raw and you cannot shoot this without a tripod no way no way the second exposure has to be a tripod yeah otherwise you'll not get this so that's very basic yeah. and and one of the most important requirements is that you can't be in a city because city lights it has will... to be a dark zone at least if you go prepared thinking you know you have your tripod which is sturdy enough that it's because it's windy sometimes and it may not stay i think you also have all your stuff on you so what um, do you do when it's very windy and you want to you have, have your tripod on to the tripod from below no, okay no no that's that's <laughs> I do. Has that ever happened? It has. It has. It has? I've been on the edge of a cliff holding the tripod, but oh my god! Yeah. Okay, this is uh, now I know where the credit goes for no, a lot of pictures. Sometimes what happens? Ha ha! Come on. So, do you think uh, becoming a photographer, or rather enjoying this particular hobby, has changed you? Uh, and your perception of how you th- see things around you, or how you view the world that you go to see. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because uh, when I used to look at a landscape first, I used to just uh, look at some random elements without you know processing the image in my mind. But now that I've learned uh, the art of taking a good landscape picture. Even if I don't have the camera with me, I look at things in a much better way. It's about depth of perception. Yes. And about the little details that you wouldn't notice because yeah. you came through life, right? Right. But I mean, it's I a meditative it's, thing. Very. Yeah. Very. yeah. It's, it's a spiritual uh, thing at that level. Yeah. yeah. I remember we we had gone to uh, we had taken a hike up the Dhankar Monastery in in again in Ladakh region, and from the top of that twenty uh, kilometers no how many kilometers was it? The Dhankar um, Monastery is at around twenty-five thousand feet. It felt like twenty kilometers. It must was it must less. Five kilometers. <laughs> But totally okay. uphill with less oxygen, and the view from there top was such that at one aspect of the landscape near the uh, the river, I think it was a Spiti River. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a, a formation of the wind pirouetting on the land wow. just next to that, and I wanted to capture that. So. I climbed another uh, few uh, yards or whatever that was felt like kilometers and <laughs> got the angle right with the sun falling perfectly on the uh, river and the wind pirouetting over there it, it created a really good image. Yeah. So also when Ali you were talking, I could see Bhakti's expressions change. You know, it's as if you were transported to that moment. Sometimes a picture reminds you of um, everything. Like uh, it reminded me about what he complained, uh, how hot it was, how you are trying to protect the skin of your face while wearing twenty scarves and actually roasting inside. How many times you lost your?
completely end the fact that he actually climbed another year i can't even imagine because i would not have <laughs> see that's the other perspective of the co-traveler <laughs> I, i just sat next to the lake for a really long time <laughs> so my next question was what is it about you have to have a really supportive co-traveler like i have come back so many times because we haven't been able to with my with my co-traveler you know uh, get that so, but we have our share of fights about how much time to spend okay because we have good to limited, know that we are on a limited time so and uh, uh, on on that particular holiday or travel plan or conference or whatever it is there are many things to be done and uh, the the photography and the filters and all that can easily suck you in for all your sunrises and sunsets oh, yes. so there has to be someone to put a limit to it so that you can do other things and when somebody takes me away from what i really love to do when i come back to doing what i love to do i do it nicely <laughs> yeah. so over so many years of traveling together i've realized that when you while you can't always pick and choose your co-travelers um it's very important that if you're doing a trip that involves something you love mm-hmm. then it you have to have a rhythm that matches because otherwise there are too many dissensions from a certain point of view very well said and that spoils your trip and their trip and that's not really a nice thing so if if you're leaving home and you're going to go to a certain place um while you may not always be able to choose whom you travel with hmm. um your aspirations for that particular trip need to be similar <laughs> or they need to have no aspirations at all Okay, let's talk a little bit about filters, Ali. A filter generally helps you enhance the picture that you'll capture. Okay. Uh, the add-on filters that you put in front of the lens can allow you to capture some elements of the landscape better. Like, for example, if you want to uh, shoot a water body, hmm. and uh, you want to slow down the shutter so that you can get a smoother, creamier effect of the waves rather than the waves just gushing in. Right. Uh, at, those at high speed. dreamy pictures yeah, that so you see. Dreamy pictures with most saturation of colors comes with a filter known as a neutral density filter. Okay. So with a neutral density filter, if I am in bright sunlight, but I still want to take a very slow shutter speed which otherwise without a filter would become overexposed because of so much light entering into the sensor. Hmm. So the filter acts as a dark screen in front of the lens. and does not allow that much light to enter okay so i can keep the shutter open for 2 seconds 3 seconds and that gives me the movement that i want to capture in the river or the lake or the ocean yeah. where i am so other, we... other important filters which you require uh, which should be in a landscape photographer's kit is a circular polarizing filter now this allows you to reduce the shininess yeah or the reflectiveness of the surfaces on which the sun shines very brightly So if I'm shooting a river and the sun is uh, harsh on it, then the shimmer from the river will cause so much distraction that I won't be able to see the water. Right. So if I put a circular polarizing filter, it will cut down the shimmer and allow me to get the colors of the river much better. Okay. So these are some of the filters which you can't get in Photoshop. You have to think about them, have them, hmm. and use them while taking a picture. While taking the picture, not post process. Photography has a lot to do about. growth in terms of professionally as well but um personally um in even viewing 
geography geography for example or stuff like that like yeah absolutely absolutely it's 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 something which has helped me evolve over there in fact in my own dental photography also i've evolved now i have got uh, soft boxes i've put a good portraits hmm. rather than just having a flat light fall on the patient's face i can create a better depth so understanding photography has helped me not only with my work but also with uh, with my personal life as such yeah and i think uh, as time goes by as you age a little bit you want to hold on to those things which really give you pleasure which keep make you feel alive absolutely and photography does that to me So I enjoy. Any favorite landscape photographers that you've been following? Their works. No, I don't think he remembers names. Names like Ansel Adams is one yeah. which keeps coming. Yeah, his black and white pictures. Names as such, and plus with with the amount of information that you have, I think I follow some at least hundred landscape photographers on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, and some of them are from specific regions, like from Croatia or from. Yeah. Uh, Iceland or from Alaska yeah. so these people are only taking pictures of that zone and posting on their feed so some from Canada so Canada was a great trip for landscape photography along with a lot of other genres it was a stunning place it was a stunning place it is yeah so i don't remember names but so so was canada one of your most favorite destinations for landscape mm. apart from lane ladakh you you could say that yeah new yeah. zealand was great new zealand scotland yeah. was amazing So and the world is beautiful. So much. The world you is beautiful. No, I don't remember um, initially like you know when we got married or before that or when we initially traveled. I don't think we viewed the world the same. Now when we um like he says um when we are traveling when we are traveling to another place um for the for the 6 months of planning that trip I will also follow the photographers or the people on Instagram who talk about that place. Oh, you do that from yeah. Oh, so it's it's fun. Photographers yeah. from Croatia or oh, wow. people who do travel things from Croatia, for example, for a trip that we are taking, and then looking at their pictures over the next six months, going through their feeds, mm. it gives you ideas about places where you should go, which may not really yeah. be on the beaten path. Really, yeah, most people. so one very um, controversial subject when it comes to post processing purists do not believe in it what are your thoughts what do you think about so uh, a camera is basically a machine which captures the image that you have taken in the best light possible but beyond that sometimes you need to use uh, photoshop to enhance certain part of the elements like for example if i am looking at the uh, a picture in bright sun then lots of places are in a very high highlight and i lose the details over there so then i can come and reduce the highlights in certain areas to allow the picture to be a little better there is nothing for or against this is this is my image it's my perception of that place and i want to highlight certain aspects of the picture so that the viewer gets drawn into it and loves the picture the way you have perceived the it the way i have actually perceived. very well it's said it's an art it's an art yeah so some pictures will be prior to what i said say again no worries so this processing is for an artistic picture and uh, your representation of a landscape or an image right but that's not the same for dental photography no right oh yeah that's also a controversy yeah so dental, dental photography has to be as short you can't use photoshop 
to because it's a professional work and in dental photography we have the technique and the know-how how to get the correct shot composed and exposed so that post processing is zero the only post processing you can do is correct rotations and crop a little bit here and there to remove the retractors but otherwise dental photography is uh, not should to not be, be should not, not be done not to be photoshopped yeah so it's very interesting right yeah. So we're talking to someone who actually delves in both. Yeah. yeah. And you know how to, you know how to retain those both, uh, those two. Yeah. So in the end, you have to uh, trust my integrity. Yeah. That I won't be processing a dental photograph. <laughs> yeah. But will be processing a landscape photograph for for various reasons. Because this is a fact which you. Uh, I always wanted my own personality to be more than dentistry. If I can do something more than dentistry to the same level of. Uh, excellence and the pursuit of it. Yeah. Yes. Pursue it and talk about it. It, it. it it would make me feel good. And today I feel really nice yeah. speaking about these things. Uh, not talking too much about uh, our profession at all, but something beyond something beyond, beyond it, which, which completes us and makes us better human. Absolutely, that was the whole premise of this podcast. So thank you so much for joining in, Ali. And we were really lucky to have you. have you talked to us um, so openly about your hobby which i know you want to make your profession but can't <laughs> thank you that's thank you thank you, <laughs> thank, the, thank you to the rnb podcast for having me over and it was a pleasure more power to you more success and i look forward to listening not only to this podcast but to many more podcast in uh, that you will record in the future so that we are able to uh, peep into people's brains